everybody. Welcome. Welcome back. I guess sort of kind of to me, right? Not to y'all because I guess y'all have been here this whole time. But welcome. This is the Walking Well Podcast. I'm your host, Jalon Martz. Thanks for tuning in and listening for my day ones. Y'all already know. Forgive me. Forgive me. You know, um, for my newbies, I guess I should say welcome, welcome. Um, it's kind of a weird place to hop in, but that's cool too. Uh, this is the last episode of 2018 and the last episode of 2018 season two. I don't know why I said 2018 twice. My brain kind of lagged for a minute. Sorry. Um, Hey guys, welcome back. So for those of you that are new, the Walking Well podcast is basically this podcast set up almost primarily for women, but dudes can get some things out of this too. Um, where we can come together, women can share their lives and open up um, and use their experiences and the things that they've learned to hand down to other women, to hand off to other women as sort of these bought lessons so that all of us don't have to go fall in the same pothole, but we can take this wisdom, take this understanding from another woman's shared experience and go and move our lives forward. And so um, we've spent a lot of time <laughs> just talking about how to walk well in life. And we've covered a plethora of topics this year. We kind of started winding down 2018 with some reflection and just thinking about how we want to go into this next phase and next season and what are the obstacles and challenges that we have to kind of um, cross and, and to deal with before we get to that place. And so I just feel like it's really apropos to start that discussion with talking about having expectation walking into this new year. Um, so for me, it's really helpful to kind of give context whenever we're talking about these things, right? So um, around the end of 2017, early 2018, I started doing some processing of my own. Um, I think there had been some um, disappointment that I just sort of had swallowed and not really dealt with when it came to the expectations I had for how my life would turn out. <laughs> I know that sounds really broad and big, but, you know, I graduated for my grad, I graduated from my graduate program and really thought, okay, great. Now we're going to just move life forward. And, you know, we're going to hop into therapy and make, you know, tons of money or enough money to like make the choices we want to make and do the things we want to do and buy a house. And just, I had this picture of how life would be after that. And for those of you that follow the podcast, <laughs> you know, I am a teacher, you know, I teach and, um, and that has come with its own sort of like, wow, that wasn't the plan. Hmm, that's different too. Okay, now we've got to, you know, my life just didn't, didn't just pan out the way that I expected it to after that point. And going into my graduate program, that wasn't something that I was like, I want to go get a master's. Au contraire, mon frere. I was like, let me stay home. Not stay home, but I didn't feel like want, wanting to get another degree. I didn't feel the need to prove anything to anyone. I had run really hard academically all my life. <laughs> so, um, you know, that for me was like, oh Lord, I felt that you led me and that was a door that you opened for me. And where you call me, I assume that, you know, like there's direction you provide and all that sort of stuff. Um, but life didn't, it just, it didn't go the way that I thought it would, you know? And so I found myself feeling stuck very often and being frustrated and watching peers and even my classmates, you know, like, you know, this year was year two postgraduate that a lot of my peers are like, oh, I'm licensed. And you're seeing all that on Facebook and seeing people purchase homes and do all these things that I thought by now I'd be doing. Right. And so I, I think, I don't know, 
for me to be disappointed with the Lord and then to feel this disappointment in like his leading of me, it wasn't like I thought, let's have a conversation about this, Lord, because you're going to give me, you know, the right answers and help me understand. It was like, yo, I consulted you on this thing. I thought you told me this is where we we're going. Why would I like if I'm disappointed in how you led me and, and, and that was a conversation, let's just not talk about it. Like, let me just fold up my disappointment, this little situation up in the box. We're going to put it off to the side and just march on good Christian soldier like because I know what I knew and I know enough to know like okay where am I go Jesus is you know like I'm not gonna go be a Buddhist or be an atheist because of that because that's not that's just it doesn't make sense to me it's like no I, I this is a very unnerving situation that I don't understand but I know enough to know not to walk away from my faith because of this um because where else am I gonna go like me and Peter on the same you have the words of life where are we going like mm. anyway <laughs> um I just sort of kept moving. But I think in that keeping moving, this sort of deep stain of disappointment, I'm not sure that it makes sense to hope and expect, like, let me just, you know, and it's not even to say like, oh, I abandoned faith entirely. Like I said, it was more so I'm going to hope very broadly. Like you're going to do the big things that you promised to do. You're going to do the, the like, I'm not going to go hungry. I'll have somewhere to stay. I will have clothes. You know, I hit that like suffering saint position. Like if I have, <laughs> if I have food and clothes, I got enough. I'm not going to hope beyond that. And, you know, uh, we can't even get into that. So anyway, um, so let's fast forward to uh, maybe mid-2018. I'm back like looking at jobs and like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And nothing opened up again in therapy. And at this point, I'm just like, I finally kind of sit down. And it was really weird because I was talking to my brother and I don't know. I'm, I was just talking to my brother. And it was like late one night and we were just sitting up talking And I'm the kind of person that like I process things and then kind of relay what I've found and discovered about myself or about the situation or my perspective to others after I've had my own private process Um, because I'm not one to like cry in front of people like I need to handle my stuff kind of my my own way with me and then I can like I don't like to fall apart in front of people I guess that's kind of what it is um and and so as we're talking, I just, I don't know, I just started talking like, I guess therapy's not going to happen for me. And I, just like expressing, it just welled up, you know, it was just expressing all these sort of like, I feel like this and I feel like this. And even though my head knows this, my heart and feelings are hurt about this and just crying <laughs> and being shocked because I'm like, I thought we were good, you know. <laughs> um But I just, I guess, like, that was the very beginning of me kind of being honest about where I was and how I was feeling and feeling disappointed. And, like, all these hopes were just unmet. And um, and kind of looking at what I had done, I had folded myself up into this ball of not expecting and not hoping um, to to protect and preserve, I guess, my feelings is, you know, whatever. So I admit that. But then me and the Lord kind of sit down and go, okay. Now that I did that in front of my brother, I guess I should kind of talk to you, Lord, about that, <laughs> you know. And so, you know, we talk and and it just it's just like, hey, there's been this overarching goodness to my life. I've traveled, I've grown, I've matured, my focus has been honed. I've been given these beautiful, amazing opportunities. It's a privilege to pour into these kids and to grow alongside them. Um, so maybe we're going to sow, we're going to sow that experience. We know God doesn't waste anything. You know, it was a little bit of separating out the, separating out the feelings from what we know to be true. 
and just sort of hunkered down and was like, okay, if if this is where you have me, how do I be faithful in this, right? And so I kind of did. I did my own little burying of, of therapy or putting it in the, you know, putting it away and pushing it to the back of the closet and accepted, you know, and not like settled accepted, but really was like, okay, if this is where you've called me, this is where you've led me and there's grace for this season and there's goodness in this season. So how do I find that? Lord, teach me how to mind that, right? So that becomes my process. And I just go for it. Like, all right, I'm going to teach and I'm going to learn how to be skillful and I'm going to have this plan and I'm going to be intentional and just like throwing myself into where I am. And um, 2018, around September, my girl, y'all, my car cost me like it was so messed up. This is a slight sidebar, but not really. It's important. So I stopped like I paid off my car in February, right? Around March, something broke and it was like $400, right? Like the battery and the alternator, both out. It was a lot of money. And I'm just like, oh, you know, February ends. I ain't got no car payment. But then, (laughs) wow, that's like six times my car payment in this repair. But over the course of the summer, like I spent like $1,200 fixing my car. Um, and that was just, just outrageous. So I start this hunt to find a car and that process is really interesting because I initially, I know it sounds like a bunch of rabbit trails, but it's, it's connected. Stay with me, stay with me. So I, you know, was like looking for a used car, getting a loan, figuring out how much I could afford and doing all that fun stuff. And all the while it was like this little ping, ping, like a pinball machine of, okay, go here, talk to this person. Okay. Go here, talk to this person. Oh, hi, you're at the dealerships. So you're looking for a used car. Well, did you know we have like this lease program? You might qualify. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, mm, no, I probably don't, <laughs> you know? But y'all, I got set up. So my initial my initial objective or intention was to get a used car, low payments, somewhat under warranty. That was just my, you know, we 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 looking at a used car within the past three years would be great. But I end up walking into a dealership um, and getting a lease for a vehicle that was brand new and cute and all upgraded and whatnot. And I'm just really kind of like, give me the keys and go before you check something that you probably didn't check because <laughs> I don't think that I qualify for this. Um, but I got a new car and that was like, whoa. And it really just took me a minute to understand what had happened in the course of maybe 48 hours. Like never owned a new car. I am the age that I am. <laughs> at the job that I work with, the money that I make, and I just got a brand new car. What? Like, this wasn't on my radar, but it was God's goodness nonetheless, right? So I'm just like, well, okay, Lord, that was a surprise. Um, As the year starts closing up, other surprises started happening for me and making money and opportunities and all that kind of stuff where my life is just taking this quantum leap um, in a very fantastical Jesus favor open door kind of way, right? And um, God came knocking on my door and was like, hey, cool. This is really great. This is really awesome. Let's talk about this because I feel like um, these are things that you wanted, but you wouldn't dare ask me for them. You you stopped hoping for this. You actually gave up hoping for this, which in the process, like, yes, it made sense to kind of go, okay, not my will, but your will. But I had some other stuff wrapped up in that, right? Like I had like, I'm disappointed and I and I also dare not hope, right? And the Lord just confronted me, not um, aggressively, <laughs> but like get your life kind of thing and challenged me because I think sometimes we don't expect and we don't hope because we think it's safer and it's better. We're not going to be disappointed. We don't run the risk of of hurting ourselves or being wrong or being exposed or, you know, 
feeling all the backlash of hoping when something falls through and doesn't happen. Um, but hope is an integral part of our faith and our faith life. And more importantly, hope and expectation is like the main way that we actually pull down those things that God has already set aside from for us from when he started start um, into the natural realm, into our actual lives. So for me to go... I'm going to stop hoping. I'm going to hope very generally. Like, that's cool. But the scriptures say, make your request. Have definite requests before the Lord, Philippians 4 says. And I had just a zeroed. I'm done. I'm not doing that. You know, like, I'm not going to hope. I'm not going to hope to make so much money or get into this field or do X, Y, and Z. And let me be clear, like, in God's timing, like, I think, and I think that's where we get messed up, right? So we start to think that, like, it hasn't happened. It's not going to happen. It won't happen for me. But man, like, I just think about... I just think about the things that haven't happened because we stopped hoping, we stopped expecting because what God is teaching me is that our expectation and our hope is the primary way that heaven gets brought to earth, our faith, right? So we're supposed to have faith, but without hope, our faith doesn't have direction, right? And so if uh, I'd use this analogy when I was talking to someone else about expectation and just kind of these things that God is teaching me, if a quarterback has a ball and he goes and throws it to just this random area of space where there's not a receiver um, or someone can't catch it, it's called throwing it away. And so with our life, when we don't have hope and expectation, we are throwing away the promises of God. We are throwing away the opportunities to see heaven be brought down to earth in our lives and the lives of those that we're connected to. Um, and, and it's not even, and I think there's something about hoping against hope. You know, Romans 6 talks about Abraham, Romans 4, I'm sorry, talks about Abraham and how he was a man of faith. And because he believed what was spoken, God accounted it to him as righteousness. But before anything had happened and anything had changed 90 plus years in wanting this thing that had not happened yet, he just hoped against hope. Like hope was like, I'm out. I'm not betting on you. I'm out. He was like, nah, I'm gonna bet on the word of the Lord. I'm gonna put money on that. Hope was out. Okay. Hope and Abraham were sitting at the table. Hope had scooted back and was like, that's all you, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to get in there with you on that. He was like, oh, cool. I'm still going to employ hope. I'm going to hope against hope. I'm going to bet against you that the Lord's word is true. And I just think God is calling us to that. I think God is calling us to just believe him. One of the verses that's been simmering like on high for me has been um, Luke 1. When Christmas rolled around, we spent some time as a family reading, you know, Jesus's birth story. And it just rocked me because I think I, I'm starting in some ways. It's really cool to see the Lord kind of just unfold scriptures for me and kind of help me see them like in regular context, not like, oh, this is a scripture, but like, what is this like for these re these real people in this situation? And so um, I just... Uh, was loving the story of, of Mary and Elizabeth and how uh, you see um, Elizabeth and Mary just kind of like believe God, <laughs> like these improbable, impossible realities that these angels deliver to them and go, hey, this is going to happen. And these women just are like, oh, okay, well, let it be unto me, you know, and like, what kind of faith is that? Um and it just, I don't know, it's just rocked me. So the verse that's really been spinning that I think is going to be my verse for 2019 uh, is, is Luke 1, 45. And in the Amplified, it reads, And blessed, happy to be envied, is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken to her from the Lord. 
it just, it just gets me. Cause I think, man, like anything that God has done, somebody believed him to do it. Noah was like, God was like, it's going to rain. It's going to rain a lot. Build a boat. There is no rain in sight. But that, like, it's not raining. And we've not seen rain to flood us out. Like, what are you talking about? But he moved on a spiritual reality that God was, that an angel ministered to him. God told him, like, hey, this is going to happen. And it's the scripture is saying, blessed is she who believes that there would be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken. Like, there is no, there's nothing that she can taste or touch or go like, oh, okay, I can see that there's a probability of that happening. Yet, and still she moved with expectation. She was like, oh, be it unto me better get ready. I'm going to go see my cousin because you said she's pregnant. I'm going to go see that. Like she believed you're blessed when you believe the words that have been spoken to you. And this is also where I think like prophetic words are really important um, because that that's that's that message of a spiritual reality being relayed to you that you may not see, taste, feel, hear, know in the natural, but is being is being told to you. Hold on to that because the the spiritual is apparent to the natural, meaning that what's happening in the spiritual realm dictates what you see here in the natural. And so if God is telling you something that you can't quite see with your eyes yet, know that it's coming. Like one of my, I remember I went through the season. This is, I don't know why this is so long. I'm sorry. I went through this season right after I got for real saved where I just like, when I got frill saved, it was like hot and heavy. I felt the Lord. I loved worshiping. I could I could taste his presence. Like everything was very tangible for me. And then one day that stopped and it was heart wrenching, gut wrecking. Like I didn't even, I couldn't, I didn't understand faith apart from feeling, honestly. And what I didn't realize was that God was teaching me. He's beginning to train me in faith then, right? And so I had a, like end of the year thing because I was in high school, maybe I had an end of the year thing where my one of my teachers was giving out these scriptures that she felt the Lord had placed on her heart for her students. And my verse was like Hebrews 11, three, where it says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were created by the word that God spoke. Right. And I was like, this don't mean nothing. <laughs> I don't understand the relevance. Like I was thinking like, oh, God's going to make sense of my life now. And it was like. What? But even in that, like God was still saying, like, my word is the reality. Okay? Like my word to you is reality. And so in expectation, hold fast to God's word. What are you believing for? Right? So we talk like, okay, we don't hope because we're disappointed, we're scared, we're afraid, we don't want to fail, we don't want to be wrong. Um, but you're throwing away these opportunities, you realize, and balling yourself up and not expecting and not hoping and not dreaming and not giving voice to desires, you're throwing the ball away. And you're never going to see heaven come to earth if you do not employ hope and faith. It's just not going to happen. It just won't. Like, And you know what? I take that back. God will give you opportunities to employ your faith, right? So for me, with employment and opportunities and 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 seeing goodness come of my life when I dared not hope, that's my opportunity to respond. That's my opportunity to wake up and go, okay, wait, what are we doing? Is God faithful or is he not? Is he true or is he not? Um, I want to read to you guys this verse in 1 Thessalonians, I think it's 524. And it's super great and awesome because it was also another kind of like, what do you call it? When um, It's like a shock to the chest when you do the AED and it's like clear and chest pump, whatever. That was like what this, this verse is to me sometimes, most times when the Lord goes, go refresh your faith, go on ahead. Uh, so First Thessalonians 5.24, it says, faithful is he who is calling you to himself and utterly trustworthy. And he will also do it. He will fulfill his call by hollowing and keeping you. 
God is trustworthy. We have to examine, I had to examine if I thought God was a liar or if I thought God was not trustworthy, if I thought God would mislead me, if I thought God was not going to do what he said he would do. Because God has promised me, even without prophetic words, above and not beneath, head and not the tail, you increase in favor. Like, but I, I you know, I, I'm not going to hope for that. I'm not going to hope that my resume rises to the top. I'm not going to hope that somebody... um gives me a call back. I'm not going to hope that Lord, you have a, you have a, 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 a person for me in my sink. Like, I'm not going to hope for those things because I might be disappointed. Like, so you're going to, you're going to hang out in unbelief. You're going to sit and dwell in unbelief. You're going to, you're going to cozy up with God's not true. He's not faithful. He's not trustworthy. He's not trustworthy. I can't, I can't trust him. Absolutely not. Like, what does that net you? Zero. It nets you the mercy of God, but God has grace for you. God has favor for you. He wants to do abundantly above all that you could ask or think. Why would you settle for those crumbs that fall from the table? Because God is good. He, he reigns on the just and the unjust. He's going to make sure that you get some goodness. But why don't you partner with him to receive exponential goodness? Why don't you partner with him to see the exceedingly above abundantly? You know, why don't you do that? Why don't you taste and see that the Lord is good? Why don't you partner in expectation? You can have faith generally, but you're only going to get like general-ish results. Why don't you hope and expect specifically? God blow my mind. I wait on your timing to receive that, but I receive that. I receive everything that you have for me. That's my thing. I receive everything. All the things that I said, Lord, I'm believing you for, I receive every last one of them. And I will hope and dare boldly. Like that's what the scriptures, hey, approach the throne of grace with boldness. Make your definite requests of the Lord. I mean, God is not, God ain't flinching. He's not like, what you want? No, I can't do that. No, 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 no. He's not flinching. He's, he, first of all, if you can dream it, that already falls short of it abundantly above all that you could ask and think. Okay. If you can, <laughs> if you can ask and think that already falls short, he got that. Dream ridiculously. Expect, oh, I don't want to say foolishly, but expect foolishly. Like do it. Expect. Put a demand on the Holy, like God has already set aside all of it for you. I feel like I like I'm almost in this place where it's like I don't want to get to heaven and and I guess this is not like a real thing, right? I don't know. I just don't want to get to heaven and God be like, "You know what you could have had? <laughs> you know, I would have I would have done that for you if you would asked me." Cuz the scripture like all that ask receive. I would have done that for you. And I just don't get discouraged, man. Don't get discouraged by the not yet. Don't. I've seen God manifest so crazy in people's lives this year. And instead of instead of it boosting my faith as it should have been, I found myself like shrinking or being envious. Like you see somebody get married and the desire of your heart is to be married. Let that encourage you. Let let that let that boost your God did it for them. He is not a respecter of persons. He's only a respecter of choices. And I choose to believe him. I choose to stand in faith and expectation of his word do it. I mean, like what you got to lose. Because here's the other thing. I think the, man, I think the devil is wrapped up in discouragement. I think he is like, that is one. He don't have to, he does not have to upend anything if he can discourage you. Because you won't even start. You won't even start if you're discouraged. You won't dare hope. You won't dare believe. You won't out, you won't stretch your neck out. You won't do any of that. He don't have to interrupt anything. All he has to do is discourage you. That's it. 
And I'm just, that's ended. It's canceled. It's over. We're not bringing, we're not bringing it into 2019. I'm going to dare boldly. Uh, you know, Brene Brown has that, that book, Daring Greatly, which is, you know, a line from a poem, but, or maybe it's a poem. I don't know. Anyway, dare greatly, like believe, believe big, believe bold, expect exponentially. Like God, I believe you for debt cancellation. Cause you said I would not be servant to the lender. God, I, you know, I, I, be, I love this. My pastor said this over, um, over the weekend in his sermon, he's like, you know, believe God for debt cancellation, that it doesn't harm the financial institutions, um, but that you have supernatural favor. And I'm like, man, yes, Lord, you better. I believe for debt cancellation. One, because I wasn't trying to get that master's. I felt that was led of you. And so if God, you have led me to that place, there is provision there for it. You're believing for a baby, man, you stay in there. Stay, you plant your feet. Here's the thing. Here's another, just just another little thing. This is not supposed to be long, y'all, but I am on my encouragement tip. Um, um, I was doing this little reading, Bible plan or whatever, but we stopped in Ephesians 6 and looked at um, the armor of the Lord. And I, it occurred to me after I was kind of talking with a friend about this, that there is only one offensive um, weapon, one offensive item, element in the armor of the Lord. And that's the sword of the spirit. Everything else is meant to be defensive And then from there, we are never commanded to like fight. Everything is like stand, stand, therefore, stand firm, therefore, that you would be standing. And it's like, wow, the reality is that the um, the battle is is done. It's won. Like there's no real fight no more. It's really to maintain your stance in righteousness, to maintain your stance in relation to the Lord. Like your job is to make sure that you stay firm footed in the promises of God in in your standing in the Lord and in holiness, you make progress with the word of God, but your job is to, is to stand, to remain standing. And so for those things that you have dropped, let drop, um, those, those places where you stop standing, I just exhort you biblically <laughs> to expect. I, I, I want to see us believe God. Okay. Cause to do anything else is to be in unbelief. Whether you're hedging your bets, you're trying to protect yourself, whatever, believe God. Because every 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 other voice is a lie. Believe God. Expect the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Um, I, this verse has been ringing in my ear. It's um, Luke 18, 8. And it's this really interesting parable that Jesus tells of this woman who goes to a judge And she's like asking for um, like justice, like this happened, fix it, fix it, fix it. And the woman just keeps going at this judge, going over, going. And he was, the judge is unjust. Like he's not trying to help her. He ain't here for justice. Grease his palms. He's good. Um, But then Jesus asks, he's like, hey, do you think the judge will give her what she wants? Everybody's like, yeah, because she's nagging him, you know. And he says, I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge her speedily. However, when the son of man comes, will he find persistence and faith on the earth? And I think it's kind of like developing your core, you know, or your arms. Like as a natural haired woman, you get a really good feel for how developed your muscles are in your arms and in your core on wash day. Because um, if you ain't been lifting, you're going to feel it in your arms. Like if you have these like weak arms, you feel it. You feel it in your back because you've been standing and like just trying to maneuver your hair. And it's like that. It's like, man, don't let the not yet completely upend and undo your faith. Stay persistent in faith. 
keep your neck outstretched. Continue to believe the word of the Lord. Um, because like, like Romans 4 says of Abraham, he knew that he who was promised was able to perform. Like, that's why he stayed in faith. He was like, okay, I see my body is old and wrinkly. It, the factory is shut down. My wife, mm, factory ain't never been opened. Okay, he like none of that, that didn't inform his decision to stay in faith and expectation for the word of the Lord to come true. Blessed is he, blessed is she that believes the word spoken to them. You have words spoken to you, whether those words are desires of your heart or whether they're prophetic words or whether they're things that you see in the actual literal word of God. The promises of the Lord are yes and amen. Be an expectation to see those things. And I mean, there are things I'm believing to see in this year. Like I got a timetable kind of thing. Like, okay, Lord, this is what I'm hoping to see. This is what I'm expecting, believing you to see in 2019. And you know what? If I don't see those things in 2019, I've already decided, like, I'm going to stay in faith. Like, this is a desire that I believe you've placed in my heart. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's just, that's that's the end of it. Like, I think Abraham had to get to a place where he was just going to believe God, whether it looked like God was coming through or not. <sighs> you know? Without faith, it's impossible to please him because those that believe must first believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you're not going to see your promise unless you believe that God is a promise keeper. And that's just the end of it. (laughs) So I encourage you, man, like do the thing believe God like and this isn't like a okay I gotta get right look get your house in order do the things that you need to do of course yes you know um in my spiritual lineage it's the saying is um order divine order is the prerequisite to breakthrough into miracles so like I completely believe that you see that in the scriptures Jesus was like hey get up out of here y'all wailing I gotta raise this woman from the dead I need y'all to chill out you know like order precedes miracles and breakthroughs so do the things that you need to do if you're believing to lose weight do the things in the natural put the supernatural over it and stay in expectation if you're believing for debt cancellation financial freedom um you know you're believing for a baby you're believing for employment whatever you're believing for do the natural stay in expectation in your faith and stand firm in that don't be dissuaded don't be knocked off don't consider all those other things around you. Be in counsel, be in, you know, be surrounded by wisdom, all that good stuff. Don't, don't do dumb. But, you know, like partner with the Lord in faith this year. Like believe to see God move. Because what's the other option? Like what, what, what else would we have if we don't believe God? So anyway, that's my last little bit for y'all. 2018 season two, it's done. It's in the books. We did it. I told y'all, if you follow us on Instagram, you saw I would give you a podcast before 2018, before December was over. I said, I'd do it. I did it. It's here. Here you go. And my surprise might have to wait till tomorrow. That's okay. Um, so guys, season two is over. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. I'll stay connected with you there. It's my heart to do a better job. Like I always say, but really though, it is my heart to do a better job of stewarding that space. Um, definitely, you know, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Share it with people if you love it. It helps us get discovered. The other thing that you can do is subscribe to the podcast and rate or review it. Preferably both. Please rate and review. Um, tell us what you love. Tell tell us what's what's inspired you, what's, what's stuck with you, um, what you want more of. That's always super encouraging and interesting to see. I have so enjoyed this season with you guys. It got rough in the last 90 days for real. Um, life was just taking me for a ride. <laughs> so um, we'll see. We'll see when, when we're back and what we're going after and, and what God puts on the table for that. Um, 
but thank you. I so appreciate you listening in. I so appreciate you being a part of this community. Um, it's been good. It's been good. And so God bless you in 2019. I'm so excited to hear those things that you expected manifesting. And you better tell me. I'd love to see it on Instagram. And if not on Instagram, you know the Walking Well. Well, it's walkingwellpodcast at gmail.com. It's where you can send emails, send reviews, send um, feedback, questions, whatever you got for us. We're waiting to hear from you. So love you. Do life big. Do it great. Boss it out. Bye.